<laughs> that sounded like the beginning of a porno. Well, <laughs> we are back. Bed out of the forgotten I Joe. Remember that song? That just was a little. No, that's shit you play like during your audience warm up or like at a wedding. Um, this is a great Irish band called Gaelic Storm. Oh. I did a show with them years ago for like Burn Electric, which is in Michigan, I believe. And we did their 40th anniversary party or something. So I was on St. Patrick's Day. So this is the band that played in the bowels of the Titanic during. Do you remember that Irish yeah. band? This is them. Really? But they have they're they're this great band, and I I had no idea because I'm I'm an American. I don't you know I, I'm this is a famous band in Ireland, I guess. And and then after the show, I just went back to the hotel. I was like, these guys are awesome, and I downloaded everything they have, and it's a great tune. Didn't you open up once for was it Mariah Carey or who did you? Did, I thought you opened up for like a, a big name. I opened for Mariah Carey. Opened for Kanye West, Kings of Leon. But you, mud, but you never meet mouse. them, right? I mean, you never get a chance to meet those uh, guys. I met all of them except for Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey opened for a summer. I never met her once. I really? Did like 12 shows, never met her. The, the coolest was Kings of Leon. Really? I opened for them, and they actually watched like the set and were laughing and then offered to smoke. They offered if I wanted to smoke pot with them after. I don't smoke pot, but I was like, no. You have okay. to at that point, right? I, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't. Uh, which, looking back, I'm like, ah, maybe I should have because then... They were like the biggest band in the world for a good year or two. Would you would you ever smoke out with Willie Nelson or Snoop Dogg? Then you'd have to, yeah. Yeah, you almost have to. Those you are kind of yeah. the uh those are the signatures. Yeah, it's like if you hang out with Cosby, it's like you gotta put, you gotta have Quaaludes. <laughs> it's like you just have to. It's like it's a given. <laughs> if you're gonna go that route. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so Welcome this is, back. This is the gentleman's dojo. Yeah. This is lucky number. 13. It is? Our 13th episode. Oh, yeah. wow. So Which is crazy, because is... I thought we were going to do 13 or bust on this episode, oh, but we decided Christ. to not go that route. Yes, 13 or bust. Uh, we talked about it in episode 7. It is available on YouTube. Check it out. A documentary about a night in the life of a stand-up comedian with Bill Burr, Robert Kelly, and Dove Davidoff. Got a lot of positive feedback about that. Thank you very much. Also some negative feedback. Fuck you, Gary. Um, uh By the way, we are on SoundCloud, obviously. Yep. You can listen to us at All Things Comedy. We are definitely on iTunes, and to all those fine folks that are listeners at iTunes, we're we're looking at the reviews. There's only one review of us on <laughs> iTunes. So we're saying to all That's the it. fans out there, if you are in the dojo with us, yes. if you appreciate hanging in the dojo with us, every Wednesday we release a new episode. If you could go on to iTunes and write a review on us and let us know what you think of the podcast, we would greatly appreciate that. Um, and again, we're still new at this, so even if it's negative, we'll do our best to try to correct course and make this a fun and enjoyable show for you. I was on Gigmasters. It's that uh, website where you can put put up your uh, services and people hire you to do stuff. Are you, you serious? Yeah. Is so this they, a real thing? Yeah, Gigmasters is a real thing. If I've you, never heard of it. You, you can go on there and hire an auctioneer. You can hire a clown. You can hire a comic. You can hire a banjo player. And I was on there as a comic, right. and I got hired by a woman who was a, a gynecologist, and she brought me out to perform for her and her group in Vegas. She hired me through this website. Is this real? True story. Yeah. True story. She hired when? me to do this gig a couple years ago. Okay. Paid me $1,500 to go out there. Right. Right? Paid me half up front. The other half was going to be paid that night. 
They were doing it at the Four Seasons in Vegas, which is just right by the Mandalay, uh, Mandalay Bay. And I remember getting there, and the woman said, hey, just want to let you know we've been partying all day, partying all day, and our group is a little drunk right now, so do the best that you can with them. And I went in there and started going and doing my material, and I said, you know, I remember when I was a little boy, the two things I wanted to do when I became a stand-up comic was to be on David Letterman and perform for a bunch of gynecologists. And it's getting nothing. One guy threw his napkin at me. People are booing me. Uh, at one point, somebody walked up to me and said, hey, you got to keep it clean. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm performing for a bunch of gynecologists. You guys are all shit-canned. Why are you yelling at me? So right? this like, gig is going it's normally. <laughs> it's like a normal gig for you. Like, all right, this is par it's for the course. It's pretty quickly. Yeah. And then at one point, the, I was supposed to do 30 minutes. The woman came up about six minutes in and says, we're done. Cuts me off. Ooh. And then some mystery. She doesn't have my check. Doesn't have the other half of my check. And then she says, no problem. Everything's good. Don't worry. We're going to cut a check from the home office. No problem. I wake up the next morning, and there was a review on Gig Masters that said zero stars. It said this guy was absolutely atrocious, really, really bad. And that when you said there, there was a review on iTunes, I was like, could you imagine if the one review was bad? See if you can find it. I don't even know if it's still on there. But if you go to Gig Masters. Gig Mas See, you trash me all the time. I have and an this. agent dipshit that gets me work, and you're going on gig masters. <laughs> what an asshole. It was really bad. By the yeah. way, let me just say this. We have somebody that's going to be calling into our show, a good buddy of mine. His name is Cash Levy. Cash is a very funny comic. Oh my is it listed God. on there? Can you find it? <laughs> do, you, do you have it? Do you have the review? You must have it. You're laughing. What does it say? This is for the guy. Oh. What oh, I say? got it. All right, let me read it out loud. Okay. Uh, by the way, I'm just reading this right now. Sure. Uh, was comp to hotel, never showed up for any activities to meet, accesses, access his audience, wanted reimbursed for tuxedo, which he wasn't wearing. <laughs> you wanted to be reimbursed for a tuxedo you didn't wear. Arrived immediately after scheduled to perform. His material was stale, nothing fresh. <laughs> he was loud and obnoxious without being funny. Even his Botox jokes, it was cosmetic surgery organization, were not funny. After about 15 minutes, the president of our foundation asked him to leave. He was polite and exited without incident. So funny, really? <laughs> That's what it says? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. That oh, then you responded. I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did Can respond. Can I read this? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. When I met Jane on the evening of 120, she said, I just want you to know most of the people in the room probably won't pay attention to your comedy. We just did an awards presentation, and most weren't, weren't listening to that. But go ahead and just focus on those listening. End quote. As a comic, this is the kiss of death. You want people listening. You need people listening. Needless to say, this is one of the most disrespectful audiences I have ever met. Everybody talked right over me. The group was flat out arrogant and rude. After they cut me off, I was happy they did. Jane said, don't worry about it. We tried and it didn't work. Four hours later, she posted this. <laughs> Jesus, Gary. And by the way, I didn't, uh, I didn't post that until, I did not post that until they paid me. Well, you showed them. I really did. You definitely showed them. Overall talent, one star. <laughs> Overall satisfaction, one star. Recommend, one star. And I'm assuming this is the type of uh, website where you can't give zero stars. No, so you, you can't. So you got the least. I did get the least, right. So that's what happened. Yes. All right. Well, you're still on here, by the way. But there's one other positive one after that, right? 
No. There wasn't. Uh, and your stipend, I guess, is five hundred to five thousand per event. <laughs> you will travel ten miles from Santa Monica. Wow, Gary, you are a full-on entertainer. And by the way, your your profile picture is the least pixelated picture you could find. Yeah. Oh my God, these are horrible pictures. All right, well, guys, if you want to hire Gary Cannon, he is available. Well, I will go tell to you gigmasters.com this. It, and it, sign up for Gary. It was you that, can get him for five hundred. It was that awful, awful review. That led me to you. <laughs> My God. Is your friend on the line? Steve, no. I, I, something happened. I, we, we was there, and then we lost him, right? Okay. Yeah. Now, now, your friend, one more time. Why Let don't me you explain give a little more background? Because uh, we had something else prepared, and then you gave me the background. I thought, great. If, he, if he's going to call in, this is awesome. So a buddy of mine who does a great podcast with T.J. Miller with T. J. called Miller. Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Right. Uh, he's a stand-up comic. My buddy, over the years, has developed this... I, I don't know. How'd you meet him? Skill, uh, through stand up, just through doing stand up. Seriously? Yeah. He's developed this great, Watching. this great skill or this great art form where he goes to different venues, different events, different places, and finds a way to, I guess, manipulate the security that is at the venue and sneaks into concerts, sneaks into sporting events, sneaks into. Anything that you can imagine. Even if he doesn't want to go, he has seen some of the best shows, some of the best concerts, some of the best everything over and over again. It's absolutely crazy that he's done this. I mean, he keeps doing it. And and I think he's seen The Who. He's seen Van Halen. He's seen just so many great people over and over again by right. finding a glitch in the security system. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Most people... You know, that go to these concerts going through metal detectors, being wanded, going through the full... He's walking cabinet. through the VIP entrance. <laughs> he's walking through the VIP entrance and not doing anything. It's great. And, right. uh, he'll, and he's he'll on tell the line us, now. Tell us on the phone how he does this. All right. You want to... Cash. Ask? Hey, guys. What's up? How Cash, are you, how you doing, buddy? Thank you so much for taking the time, bud. Oh, no problem. So I was just... Now, now, Cash, did you write a book about this? Yeah, I. Uh, it's called uh, uh, No Ticket Required. Uh, <laughs> kind of chronicles my uh, many, many, a real lifetime of sneaking in things. Um, you know, there's a whole underground society of people that do sneak ins. And, you know, I remember at our first Super Bowl, we met a guy that had snuck into uh, every Super Bowl. Um, he, he, he went in the Superdome inside a laundry cart. I mean, this guy was really good. <laughs> he was about. He was, a, he was about he was about 65, 70 years old, and he was with this, uh, he was with this young, uh, uh, beautiful girl, and uh, they they tried to sneak in the way we did it. Uh, I guess they didn't make it uh, and did it another way. Uh, my friend and I, in that particular sneak in, uh, snuck to the we, we we climbed to the top of the stadium and jumped over the side. <laughs> I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, yeah, we we uh, we climbed to the top of the stadium. They had erected these uh, temporary bleachers, which we climbed over. And I ran into that old man at halftime, and I said, and he was drinking a beer. And I said, uh, so so where's your where's your girlfriend? He said, well, she was caught. They took her away. And uh, he's still I there. Said, uh, I, I said, I said, well, well, are you going to go get her? And he said, yeah, maybe after the game. I mean, she knew the risks. <laughs> right, she knows the risks of us sneaking in together. Now, can I ask you this? With with all yeah. the great yeah. accomplishments you've done, 
A, do you have to have a backup plan? Because you just said how you were going to do the one thing and it, it, or the old guy was going to do one thing. Do you have a system of do this first, you got to go here, you got to try this second, and then maybe three strikes you're out? Or do you, keep, do you just keep trying different entrances and different modes? Yes, I, that's a good question. I've, I've never been asked that before, actually. I, I, um, I, I, do, I do have a system where I'll walk around the stadium one time and try to notate every possible angle that I could think of. And, you know, in this day and age with the technology the way it is, usually it's easiest just to walk into a VIP entrance, uh, smile at the ticketator and nod and keep walking. I mean, it's, it's simple. Most sneak-ins are quite simple. Um, I, I'm not a, I never use any props. I don't have any costumes. I'm not a prop act. I, I show up, uh, I, I look out the venue and I try to figure out what's going to, uh, what's going to work best. Um, you, you always have an excuse ready. If you get caught at an entrance where you nod at somebody and show confidence and walk past them and they stop you, you always say something like, uh, Hey, I was, uh, I said, I, I was told the uh, will call was back here or the ATM. Ah. Or, you know, uh, so you always have an re- excuse ready. Now, if those types of sneak-ins aren't available, or if you see something more fun that involves climbing or crawling or you know, going through something, um, you know, I, I dug my way into a Springsteen concert once. I'm and, sorry? I mean, it was, uh, <laughs> uh, we, we, we dug our way into an amphitheater. We dug our way under the... Uh, we dug our way under the... Uh, <laughs> It took about four hours. Uh, there are just, uh, Mexicans it, digging their way it, into this country for a better life, <laughs> and you are digging four hours to hear "Born to Run." That's kind of awesome. <laughs> for, yeah, for, yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, we, really, I, I by the way, I mean, I do this stuff for fun. It's not really to save money at a concert. I, I mean, I, I we snuck into, I once snuck into Barry Manilow uh, eight <laughs> different times the same night. Uh, you, you told me that just, story. You kept uh, going in, out, in, out, just to see how many times you could get away with it, right? Yeah, we got caught on the eighth time, but it was really, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I have other rules, like I can only sneak three other people, four is the limit. Uh, I never try to sneak more than four people into something. Um, I tried to sneak 12 people, that's my record, into a Grateful Dead concert, and um, it was a logistical nightmare. It just didn't, it didn't work. It was just too many people. Yeah, too many people getting caught. Yeah, and you do you do this with your wife too, right? She comes a lot. She's a very innocent. Gary knows my wife. She's very innocent looking, and it, it works really well. She she enjoys doing it. We we did uh, we did U two. Uh, I don't know what if it was Van Halen, uh, the Rolling Stones. We did a bunch of great concerts one year when she was pregnant. Oh wow! Uh, which made her really innocent looking. Uh, we've done, uh, NBA finals. I've done, uh, you know, uh, Super Bowls, um, you know, World Series. It's been a, it's been a really fun, fun run. Now, I know there are other guys doing this kind of stuff. And like I said, some of them seem like they're cheating a little bit. They show up in costumes and they have clipboards. And to me, I'm, I'm a purist. You know, I show up and see what happens. So is there, with, with the, Look, with with the internet, I'm sure that someone like yourself who has this information, you write this book, has it has has the information gotten out there where it's made it a lot more difficult for guys like yourself to keep doing this? Has has security found the loopholes, or is it is it, or are they just not paying attention still? Well, yeah, this is a great question. Okay, if you think about it, um, everyone's really bad at their job. 
that's one thing you have to assume. <laughs> we agree with like, that. You know, people people really don't, you know, uh, take their jobs very seriously. Enough about so, Gary. You, so you've got that factor. But the second factor you have is uh, the the technology has made these ticket takers have to keep looking down at these screens and scanning things, and that takes their attention away. Uh, sneak-ins have never been easier. I'll be oh, honest really? with you. It's kind of disappointing, really. Some of these sneak-ins, I'm like, I wish I was a little harder. I mean, I do it for the excitement. You some, you like the yeah, challenge. I, was, I like the challenge of it, and I feel like it's not as hard as it used to be because the, there's so much technology now. You don't have turnstiles anymore. You don't have – you have people scanning tickets, and uh, there's large spaces behind them, and you know, uh, large areas that aren't being, you know, you've got smoking sections now that are outside the stadium. Those are always a weak length of any stadium. Um, you've got, you've, the world has changed in such a way where it's actually easier. I'm also older than I used to be, so I think I'm not as much of somebody there watching. That probably helps, too. Right, right. Now, would you, know, you say I mean, I, yeah. the, would you say the Super Bowl is the, is the Fort Knox of sneak-ins, or what would be the almost unattainable of sneakins, I do think that uh, that's yeah. That I do think the Super Bowls have felt the most amazing. They seem so improbable. I mean, they have they have so much security at Super Bowls. It's really a challenge. I've never done a Super Bowl where I felt like it was a cakewalk, and uh, that's that's pretty that's pretty good. I mean, the NBA Finals are tough too because you know any any outdoor stadium is easier than any indoor stadium. Right. There's just more angles to it. There's more entrances. There's more gates and fences. Uh, indoor is tough. So the NBA Finals is a, is something you always feel really good about. But the weird thing about sneakins is, you know, once in a while, you do a movie somewhere, and there's just one entrance, and it's extremely difficult. You have to find a way to distract the person uh, at the front of the movie theater. Uh, I remember doing one where I, I, I had to call the movie theater. I saw the guy's name tag, and I called the movie theater, and you know said and said there was an emergency. I Fred needed to pick up the you know he needed to, and as he walked away to go to the phone. So Cash, let, let uh, me back this up because you told me this story, which is absolutely brilliant. There was there was a yeah. first run a first run movie that yeah. had just come out yeah. and it was completely yeah. sold out, completely crazy. Was, so yeah. you would walk through with your ticket, right? And then there would be another guy at the door of the theater checking your ticket again. Right. Oh, oh! So Cash right. got through the first line of defense, snuck through there, but then Cash realized, "Well, I have no second ticket to get through right. for for the other guy right. to check it." So Cash sees the guy's name tag, right? Calls the yeah. theater yeah. and says, "I need to speak to Fred immediately." <laughs> so, so the theater calls Fred. That's Fred great. leaves the post, yeah, and then Cash just jumps right in. Oh, so now Cash yeah. is seated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cash one. is seated. And and here's the other thing that's great about Cash, too. Like, you, you and your wife, because you guys look so innocent together, are always great about getting upgrades. Like, Cash's thing when he goes to a hotel, right? right they always try to upgrade their room. The, the, the one thing that they do is when Cash will check into a hotel, mm -hmm. they'll say, hey, welcome to the Ritz. And Cash will say, oh, it's great to be back here. Even though he's never stayed there before, right? And then, and then his next line is, "The last time I was here, you guys were doing construction." Now, the truth is, Cash has never been, but hotels are always doing construction, right? So then, what happens right, right. after that, Cash? Like, you, so you say, "Hey, well, we we appreciate it." 
Yeah, and then I'll say like, you know, this is our anniversary. If you could, uh, I'd, I'd really appreciate if we could get in one of the, those rooms they just remodeled. Uh, that'd be really special <laughs> uh, for me and my wife. And you know, there's, there's always a room like that. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of you know, there's there's a the book has stuff in it about like techniques for better living. And that's in there, you know? <laughs> so it's not uh, just a concert, Deacon. Uh, it's about better living all around. Now, can I ask you when yeah, you get? I'm, when you yeah. get into these stadiums or like a Super Bowl or NBA Finals, are, mm-hmm. are you looking then to get a seat too, or are you just happy to be there and you're watching along the food yeah, no, concourse? You know, that's, or? That's, that's, that's the beauty of these sneak-ins is not only do you get in, but you're forced to continue to sneak in to get down to the floor, uh, especially with concerts, because you have no place to sit sometimes or you don't want to get pushed around. So you end up sneaking down onto the floor um, because it's better that way. Right. Um, do you end up? I think I've had better seats at sneak-ins than seats at places that I bought tickets for. I mean, a good example would be I snuck into a, a Golden State Warriors game, and I had no place to sit. And I noticed there was two uh, seats courtside that had not been taken by the second quarter. So I walked down there with my friend, and unfortunately, someone else had noticed the same thing. I speculated they were sitting in those two seats. So I pulled out a piece of paper. I said, sorry, guys, I, I think you <laughs> And because <laughs> I knew they were doing the same thing we were. Right. And they couldn't, I mean, they couldn't call my bluff because that would make them look even worse. Right. And they kind of slinked away and we took the seat. And, oh, that's you know, you great. You can often spot, you know, Super Bowls often have a lot of areas to stand or to sit. They'll have some vent seating sometimes where they erect extra bleachers, that kind of thing. And you can always squeeze in an extra bleacher area, two extra people you know, in a bleach area and nobody notices. I've had good seats at these events. It hasn't ever really been a problem. Yeah. What, what gave you the impetus to do this? What, what was your, what was the first initial calling for you to say this, you know, I'm going to just get into this and then, and then it just snowballed from there. What was that first event? Yeah. I mean, I, this is, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm a stand-up comedian. I, 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 uh, when I was like, I don't know, 14 years old, I, uh, I wanted to see some live comedy and I snuck into through the kitchen area into the other cafe in San Francisco. I didn't know who was performing. And I snuck in with my, with my girlfriend at the time. We like took the bus up to San Francisco. We snuck into the kitchen area and then we got into the venue. And of course that was my impetus was um, I liked blues music and I liked comedy and I couldn't get into these places. So I would sneak in the back or figure out a way. Turned out that night, that was the first time I ever did it. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld was performing. Wow! Oh, wow. And um, and I saw him, and uh, you know, it really kind of inspired me to become a comedian. So a lot of good things have come out of this too. I mean, it's been a really good run. But um, yeah, I think it was I think it was just being a kid, and uh, I wasn't really into like drugs or alcohol or anything. And you know, uh, I developed this like habit of figuring out ways to get into stuff I wasn't supposed to get into, it is, and it, it became such a fun hobby. The hobby became more fun than the events. It is really crazy yeah. because uh, uh, our mutual friend, Steve Maison, who's called into this show before, he'll sneak in with cash, and they'll send me pictures from yeah. these concerts. They're literally eighth row. <laughs> I mean, because for me, like, I, I, I could sneak in. Like, maybe I could do the first part of it, but then I'm always like, okay, great. Well, where are you sitting after that? Because I'm kind of that nervous guy. Like, I want seats. Yeah. I want to be sitting somewhere. And you guys somehow always find these great empty seats because I I couldn't enjoy the concert knowing somebody was going to tap me on the shoulder, <laughs> being like, "Hey, these are our seats." But but you guys, every yeah. event you go to, you're not sitting 
third level. I mean, you guys are literally eighth row, ninth row. I mean, you you were just at a concert a couple weeks ago, and I uh, who who'd you guys see? You just saw some. Who was it? Um, um, that was actually you too. That was another U2 concert. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. Um, you now, can I ask you this? Yeah, we did the Eagles. We did the Eagles recently too. Where we got real close. I I kind of feel like. People that buy really good seats to these shows are more likely to not show up than people in the middle of the thing. Because it's just you know? money they're pissing away, and they're like, oh, you know. But now, now is backstage something you're into, or is that, do you not try to attempt that? Um, you know, I think that, that that Springsteen concert, we ended up backstage. We didn't know where we were going to end up. Um, you know, um, I, it's not something I'm really, I have no interest in, like, being an imposter and meeting the performers. Doing right. Anything make anyone uncomfortable i mean um it's always just been about the fun of the cat and mouse between me and the security um one thing i love to do is show up the first day of a venue the first day that a venue opens each season is pandemonium and because no one's really knows what their role is with all these new workers (laughs) and that's always fun to go into the uh, refreshment area and grab some refreshments and uh, put the you know put on a you know, awesome. a bib or whatever else. I remember one one venue uh, was uh, the guy goes, "Where are you going?" I'm like, "Well, I should ask you the same thing. I'm going up to Fred and uh, Fred Jackson in section 209. What the fuck are you doing?" You know? And uh, and, uh, and the guy like just just kind of apologized to me because I just, he didn't know who Fred Jackson was. You know, he was the guy from so, the movie so theater. Often, yeah, I mean. So often the whole thing is just confidence. It's actually to try to get someone to apologize to you. You know, like at a VIP area, if they say, can I see your ticket, sir? He just showed it to you. He just showed it to you. And, you know, you point to the guy in front of you and say, he just showed it to you. <laughs> and they, they, they don't know if he showed it to them or not. And they don't want to call that guy back and right. embarrass everyone. So sometimes it has to do with a lot of, you know, a lot of confidence, really. And it's funny um, because Cash told me the trick of sneaking into a concert is the minute, the minute the headlining band yeah. starts to play, mm-hmm. the minute they start to play, that's the best time to sneak from outside in because everybody's racing towards the band now performing. Right. So the minute you hear whoever that is coming out on stage, that's the best time, right? Yeah, that's the best time, and you always want to be in position for that moment because that's when ha- no one is watching. And you take something like the the Hollywood Bowl, or you know, I, I remember I did one where we were crawling through the forest uh, in the Hollywood Bowl, <laughs> me and my wife. And it's funny, this guy me and my pregnant wife. <laughs> yeah, this guy crawled up next to us, and he had a, a a trench coat on, and under his trench coat was a a a, a tux. He was actually a limo driver. He's like, I had to see this show. And he was like, uh, should we do it here? I'm like, no, I, it's too, it's just too exposed. Let's, we got to go somewhere else. So we, we went down, we, we found this ladder and like you climb behind this wall and we got in position behind a, a short gate that was jumpable, but there was a security guard right there. And we just waited right when the stones came out. That was when we went over the gate and, uh, wow. you know, it's so it's so distracting. Nobody wants to miss the moment the band runs out on stage. <laughs> so if you're in position, you know, if you're in position. I mean, you're a human being. You're a security guard, but you're a human being. You're not you're not watching. You you literally can crawl. That's the other thing I've learned over the years. I've gotten better at. You can crawl within literally an inch or two behind somebody and not have them know you're there if they're distracted. And it, it, it people often don't trust that. And I think my wife's gotten a lot better at that. She'll be like, that's too short. That, that's like three inches. I'll be like, that's 
that's more than enough room we can get by that guy. Wow. And it, and it is funny because yeah. you, you were standing out by, like, a, an entrance where you thought you were going to sneak in. You were just waiting for the right time. And there was, like, an older guy that came up to you and said, is this the spot? Like, like it, it really is this small village of people that do it together, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can spot them now. I, I'll look around and see who's, like, scanning the different possibilities. Um, yeah, there is there is a real society of people that do it. And I think uh, it's a lot of fun. I think it's I, – I don't – you know, a lot of people are like – have judged me about it because I've done, you know, other, you know, I have a podcast too, uh, when we've talked about it periodically, um, it's called the uh, cashing in with TJ Miller. And, uh, we, we've talked about it and then people will write me notes about, Hey, you're kind of a jerk for doing this, but I I'm creating jobs. I mean, without me, um, you know, there would be no need for security. And, uh, you know. I was wondering how you were going to spin that. Now, can I ask you this, Cash? If you, when you release the book and, and maybe you're a little more forthcoming, like on on your own podcast and even this one, um, has it gotten back to somebody where it's almost like a catch me if you can, where where someone says, hey, you know, we like to bring you in on our side and you tell us the tricks of the trade so we can dispel this to our security so we don't have oh, these sneakers. Yeah. That's another, that's a great question. I've never, um, no one's done that yet. I mean, the book hasn't come out because I keep not being able to finish it, but um, I mean, the book's done. It just needs to be revised. But yeah, nobody's, nobody's ever uh, come to talk to me yet. I mean, I think I could be a great asset to these facilities. I don't know if I would be able to turn on the people though. I don't know. That'd be a tough, I feel like a turncoat, you know? You're like that magician on that Fox show? Yeah. <laughs> that guy? I mean, yeah. All the magicians are like, fuck that dude! <laughs> yeah, you oh, don't right, be that guy. Because it's true, there are about, I'd say 50% of the things um, that I've that I've done or I know about, I, it's true, I, 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 don't, I don't mention, um, just for fear that too many people would use these techniques. I think the first thing um, Cash would say to a movie theater, if one of your employees gets a call about an emergency, it's bullshit. <laughs> Make sure he stands at that door. He is not allowed. And by the way, yeah, and by the way, the guys, this is international. It's not just in you know, the United States. I snuck into um, the uh, expo in Spain. Wow. And that was the worst uh, I had ever – that was just a legitimate, like, I got caught. I was behind – an area I wasn't supposed to be in, and that's you know where I ended up. And security came; they put me in this little prison there. And there were these two guys from Australia that, and I the whole time I just said I I got lost. I and my wife has my ticket. You know, I just kept saying that. And um, the, these guys in my jail cell kept saying the same thing. They're like, we were just lost. You know, these these guys from Australia, they're like we were lost. And we all got out the next morning. I ran into those guys a couple days later at a bar, and they had been sneaking in. They were lying. They thought <laughs> I was like a spy, and uh, <laughs> they were sneaking in. And uh, the three of us went back to the expo, and we and we all successfully snuck in. <laughs> so, so, so in that way, I was, you know, in that way, I was able to kind of, um, you know, make the world a, a smaller place. I think, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this the last question I have for you. Is there yeah. what what percentage of because I'm sure maybe you know if if it if a sta- if Staples Center was losing you know tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars they they'd probably be more in security. What what percentage of people are actually sneakins? Would you per concert would you say it's like would you say it's like thirty that are successfully getting in there or hundred? Mm, yeah, um, 
it can't be let's that see, big, right? Staples Center, yeah, it, it, it's all based on percentages, right? Because it's let's say Staples about fifteen thousand. It holds about fifteen thousand or twenty. I think yeah, somewhere in there, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm guessing. Um, realistically, I'm guessing like ten. I, oh, I don't wow. think it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I mean, you're right. If if it was more than five or ten, I, I think they would really take it seriously. Yeah. What what is, what's the um, next? And by the way, they 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 they, they kind of they have one other mistake they always make, and that's that they have a lot of police, and police think that they're above worrying about weekends. They're looking for real crime, so the police think that the security that's their job. The security they're comforted knowing the police is there, oh. so neither side ends up really stopping you. I, I think some of the best sneak-ins are, of all are when you have, you know, lots of security in the same area because they think, well, who would have the audacity? <laughs> right. Walk, I mean, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, casually. Yeah, my wife and I snuck into a Tom Petty concert, and there were literally like eight police officers standing around, and we just walked right in front of them, and I acted like I saw someone inside and we walked right past them. Oh, that's great. I just think I just think they thought like, well who would who would do such a thing? Right. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you know, you brought up when you were detained, I guess quote unquote, when you are caught or if you are caught, do you always stick to your guns and say, My wife had the ticket, or do you eventually cop and go, you know what, you got me, good one, I'm sorry, you know, take my picture, it won't happen again, or do you stick with your story? Yeah, so far, I mean, it's, it's sort of an O.J. Simpson thing. Uh, I've, I, I try to, uh, <laughs> I, I've always stuck with my story. Um, I haven't, I mean, I'm not bragging, but I really haven't been caught that much. Um, That's great. But, like, I've never, I've only been detained once, and it was in Spain for that particular thing. I've never, right. That's the only time I've been detained. Um, I've only run once. Um, in fact, it was with Steve Maison at the Who concert. It That was a disaster. Uh, but... Uh, I've only run one time, and I've never been detained. Um, and only one other person has been caught with me and actually been detained. So it doesn't happen that often. Man, you you have like a a, a record like Tyson. You know, you you have a few blemishes, but everybody knows you to be a, a stone cold killer. But, That's but here's, awesome. Here's what's great yeah. about this story too. You know, th- these tickets for these concerts go on sale months and months and oh, months yeah. in advance, and and cash. The, the afternoon of, like three o'clock, and be like, "Fuck it, I think I'm gonna go see the Who tonight." That's the attitude. And yeah, you just sitting that subway, you hear it yeah. on the radio. It's like, well, that sounds yeah. like a good I plan. Think I'll stop yeah. by. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. I wouldn't mind eighth row tonight. Now, can I ask you? Uh, you are a father, correct? A yeah, fa- yeah. A father, you have three kids. Is that right? Or two? Two kids. Uh, two, two. Now, is this mm-hmm. something you're going to pass along to the next generation, or is it like you guys want to see Disney Frozen on Ice? <laughs> All right, but you gotta you gotta work with Daddy and follow Daddy's lead. You gotta run. <laughs> it's a, I, you know I don't know I, I've really been um, grappling with that. I, I it's a it's a good moral question. I don't know. Cause, yeah. Because I know that I have a pretty good. I mean, Gary knows I'm a pretty. I mean, it sounds crazy, but I'm a really honest guy. I, I've never you know. Never cheat on my wife. I'm always really pretty, uh, pretty. I feel like I'm pretty morally sound, except for this one area where um, I really feel like it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm probably leaning against um, teaching them all this because I would hate to see anything happen. I think I know the angles. You know, uh, I, I grew up on the mean streets. You know, uh, yeah. San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, right. it's, to me, so it's I, it's yeah. like what you've what you pursued is like a fun Ocean's Eleven. It's 
it's the closest right. you can get to to breaking the law but still having fun and it being kind of a cool thing. To me, I, I think it's admirable and I think it's pretty exciting and I think it's awesome. And and again, I got to tell you too, this is a huge compliment to you. This is the longest we've done on the podcast. We yeah. actually, we said, have them call in earlier and we stayed a little later, but we do keep it under 40. So we got to say thank you so much for calling in. I know Gary's got to say I'm something. Honored, but... uh, I'm honored to be on the show. Thanks. Cash, for, uh, let me ask uh, you Thank this, you so much, let man. Let me ask yeah. you this one question before we let you go and I know we've talked yeah. to you about this before. If you were working at a comedy club and you were on a door deal, so you got paid per ticket of audience members that were there, would you be okay with people sneaking in? Yeah, I, I, I would. Well, <laughs> the other thing I, I would, I, I have people that uh, have come to my shows and said I snuck in in honor of you, and I think that's funny. Oh, that's I, awesome. I oh, good. I, I think, um, you know, um, so, you know, I, I think, yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Okay. Um, now, where can everybody keep me, in touch yeah. with you, too? Uh, Twitter, all that stuff. What? Where do they find you? Yeah, I'm at the at Cash Levy, um, you know, and I do have a podcast. When you're not listening to this one, it's called Casting with TJ Miller, and it's really popular. Uh, you know, the theme of that show is that uh, you know I have my own podcast, and every week uh, my guest cancels and TJ fills in. So that's uh, <laughs> uh, that's the uh, only guest for about three years. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, so uh, look me up. Uh, but thanks for having me, guys. That was a lot of fun. Hey, you got a new fan in me. I've I've so heard funny. of you through the circles, and Gary's told me a few times about some of the stories. But it's a pleasure to get to actually speak to you. And I just followed you on Twitter myself, and look forward. To, and and dude, we got to have you back. We got to do this so again and, and get more in depth and and not just scratch the surface. So we'd love to have you like maybe do a two parter. That'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be great, and we can kind of I can update you because I'm still out there, uh, very active. Like, <laughs> pretty darn good Cash is it's calling really us from Wembley right now. Yeah, <laughs> he's at the U.S. Open, just about to sneak in. <laughs> well, Cash, all the best to you. Thanks, we'll definitely Cash. keep in touch. Thanks, bud. All right, thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, absolutely, bye-bye. pal. Okay, bye. Well, that was absolutely awesome. That that may have been probably my favorite guest we've had so far look i've had i've had because because we know our friends yeah and we know some of the stories that we lead them into but but this one was really exciting and that that is something that i would like to experiment with myself well, as a matter of fact i think yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah. awesome i'm too uh chicken shit to go do it with him he's asked me many times I, yeah. I just i can't i don't have the balls to do it i i just again i'd be worried sneaking through that first round and yeah. then not having a seat because i'm always about well, where are we going to sit now? And I'm always like, even if we were the last row of the bleachers, I'm always worried somebody's tapping me on the shoulder. Because even when I go to games with friends, we're like, let's sneak down, let's sneak down. I'm always the guy like, oh, it's not. Let's just, these are our assigned tickets. And yeah. Cash is just, even when he showed the blank piece of paper to the it's guy awesome, at the Golden yeah. State Warriors game, you know what I mean? I think it's cool too, though, that, I don't know, just the whole thing is, I don't know, that, that you're not really harming anybody. So it's yeah, not no. really a bad thing to do. And to me, I, I don't know, I think it's pretty kick-ass to get to go to all these cool events and never have paid a dime, especially these days when, the, you know, they're just ripping you and gouging you. So That's why it's so funny because literally people months in advance have their tickets, yeah. they're excited, they're prepping for that night, and Cash will call you at 3 in the afternoon, hey, I'm going to go to ACDC, and it's like... Am but I in? <laughs> he's exactly right when he said, and, and you and I have had this discussion so many times on the road. You go to a burger place. You go to eat somewhere. You go to Best Buy. You go wherever. Most people hate their job. Right. And they're just not paying attention. So they just don't give a shit. In, they're phoning they it in. And exactly. You think these guys are more heightened, but they're just like anybody else. They, they hate their job. They're not doing it. And you had no idea, by the way, that you and him have something in common. His book and your tour have the same name. No ticket required. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, no ticket ever required. That has been. Oh, we got to double up on prices then next week. Next next week we'll double yeah. up on prices, but 
a huge thanks to Cash for, He's great. for calling in. And be on the lookout for his book, No Ticket Required. His podcast. Listen to his podcast, Cashing It with TJ Miller. Cash couldn't be a greater guy. Uh, TJ's an awesome comic. Obviously, yeah. you've seen him in a ton of movies. Where can they keep in touch with you, Gary? At Cannon Comedy. Everything with Steve Byrne Live, at Steve Byrne Live. Follow us on Twitter, Al Things Comedy, all that good stuff. Let us know what you think of it. This has literally been my favorite. We went 40 minutes. We've That's never gone this long. Never gone this long. That's a huge testament to Cash. What a great guest. Yeah. And thank you, Gary, for making that happen. I hope Cash doesn't run into authority. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs>